And Wow, welcome to the show, everybody. This is uh, the Provo Kid. Happy to be here. Uh, not surprised I am here, of course. Um, what a beautiful day it is. And I don't know if it's due to the geoengineering our country has been doing. And if you're not familiar, oh, excuse me, that was Hollow Hill. Stay with me. There are no ads. I don't know how else to explain this. This podcast uh, just, just plays music and then it starts. And today we're talking about... Uh, just, uh, it's honestly absolutely fucking insane, folks. This is one of the coolest things I've ever found out. Um, so I don't know if you know what silver iodide is. Silver iodide is a crystalline material. That's one way of putting it. Um, either way, it's, uh, it's not good for your health. Let's just put, put it this way. Um, it does, it can, if you take too much of this, right? Um, what happens is you turn blue. Now, I don't know anybody who's fucking turning blue right now. I'm not too worried about, uh, you know, people turning blue or me turning blue or whatever. But this is, uh, that's one of the things that can happen. Um, but I digress. Let's, let's get into this. So there's this new technology. It's relatively new. And I, I'm kind of ignorant to these things because... Well, how do you put it? Uh, I don't give a fuck about a lot of things because I just don't care. You know, we really just, I mean, what I'm about to talk about, you have to care a lot to even uh, know that it exists. So what this is called, it's called an anti-hail system. And what it is is basically it's, um, if you could imagine uh, a tank that shoots missiles, Just like you've probably seen them like in Afghanistan killing innocent people. Or maybe you saw them in Iraq. Fake terrorists. They were killing. Well, they got new missiles. And except these ones, they shoot into the sky. And uh, they shoot missiles of silver iodide um, from the ground from these anti-hail systems. Now, um, a lot of people are worried about. And I just wanted to first congratulate myself, pat myself on the back. I, In the past three episodes, I said climate change was coming. I said there was a big event. And I don't know if people are going to start tuning in like, holy shit, this kid's a prophet. Because I'm not. But I did get this one right on the dot within a day or two or, or three of it happening. And I said there's going to be a climate crisis that's going to occur in the United States or somewhere. It's going to be engineered or whatever. And what did you know at the past day? Uh, or two, whatever, um, the Yosemite National Park caught on fire. So big win for your boy. Um, what that is is a climate crisis, event, essentially, and there's some fires now going around in California, which is prop- prompting the, the the governor to take extreme measures to, to tackle this. Now, let's talk about this. I think there's six companies currently spraying chemical trails aka cloud seeding in california now californians i gotta ask you this you you're all paying the consequences now you're a bunch of dumb fucks anyway i don't care to say it you are (laughs) because here's the truth there's about six companies spraying chemicals in your air about silver iodide they're even using these fancy anti-hail systems probably shooting missiles into this fucking sky (laughs) 
and it's raining down on your agricultural, your water systems, your children are breathing this shit in. You don't really give a fuck, though. So anyways, here's my point. Californians, out of the six companies that are trying to geoengineer your weather, whose fault is it that it's not working, right? Or is it working, right? Now, the question then becomes, are you really in a drought or are these corporations? Because here's the thing. People are so fucking stupid. What are you going to do when you tell the cloud seeding companies, you know what, Bubba? Uh, the weather's actually coming around. We don't need you anymore. Um, you think they're going to be happy about that? Or think about this. When anybody loses their utility or their value, well, that's not too good. So I think there are a few things going around that make these entities necessary. So I don't know. It's chicken or the egg question. Whose fault is it, this supposed climate change, this, this, this poor weather? Why can't they get rain in the middle of summer? They got these fucking missiles that shoot goddamn silver iodide above your head. And if they can't shoot the missiles above your head, guess what they're doing? They're spraying it from a plane. Anyways, they got all kinds of ways of just spreading these fucking chemicals all over the, uh, the air. Um, so I was pretty excited to hear about the, the fact that my prediction came true, although it is terrible and sad that the fire is occurring right now in the national park. But um, it did, uh, I guess, indicate that my perception of reality in that uh, we're moving. And it's not too hard to understand we're going in this direction, folks. You don't got to be a damn genius. Um, but the the quick quickness of how it's developing is, is rather surprising to some people sitting on the sidelines and not paying attention. And uh, so, so where am I going next? Oh yeah, in Japan they had a uh, volcano pop off. So two things: if the, if the Earth is cooling, I would imagine a volcano helps it cool down. I mean, if the Earth is warming or whatever. So, anyways, whether it is or isn't, like this is still climate changing. And I was thinking about the word climate change. Now, like, think about that. Now, to deny the fact climate changes is absolutely insane. Now, think about this. The climate changes every fucking second, okay? Every fucking second the climate's changing. So to be the, they created the perfect, I would, is the word, let me, hold on. Um, I hate when I type, I, I apologize. Um, I think it's nomenclature, right? So the, the, the nomenclature of the, of the propaganda system to select uh, climate change is absolutely genius because to just deny climate change is asinine because the reality is every every child can look outside and say, hey, it's changing. The climate's changing. It's cloudy. It's not cloudy. It's rainy. It's not rainy. It's sunny. It's not sunny. You know what's really scary is when climate doesn't change. So people should be worried when they call it no change, climate no change. Because <laughs> think about this. If the climate didn't change, you'd be fucking scared. Like, uh, Bubba, hey, friend, it's always sunny. The sun's always up. Or, hey, friend, um, the weather hasn't changed in a year. I call that no change. So people are fucking confused in, in and of themselves. You know what's really scary is if the climate doesn't change. Okay. Now, change is natural. Now imagine you if you just stayed a child. Imagine you if you just never grew. Now imagine you if you never like had, I don't know, bad time periods in your life. That's what climate is. Climate needs good and bad. Climate needs, and people are like, well, we're affecting it. The only thing we're really affecting, I think, on this planet 
like people look at the climate like it's an entity and it's a being. Now I love the possibility, and I do talk to the wind. Say, hey wind, follow me. I might, you know, I really do. I've talked to the wind in the past month. Um, I'll see it, you know, breezing about, and I'll say, hey wind, do you want to walk with me? I do stuff like that. Um, but to think of the climate as like an entity is kind of just abstract and difficult. I don't even know if most Americans do do that. Um, but what is changing are the species and the ecosystems. And you could call that the climate in some regards. But a lot of that is in in um, in regards to our consumption and our materialism. And uh, in fact, the corporations and the larger systems uh that are at a front. So I don't necessarily hold my, and people should know this, I don't hold my uh, fellow uh, humans in condemnation ever. I hold the system always, at most. Like, I'm never mad at people for driving a truck or eating too many fish or eating, too, you know what I mean? Like, think about anything that really might, or overwatering the yard or, uh, you know what I mean? What's something that people get mad about, like uh, climate change regards? Um,. You know what I mean? Like, what do people get mad about? Like, what watering stuff do much, maybe? Anyways, so uh, I just, the whole conversation here is just the fact that we have missiles, okay, and they shoot silver iodide in the air. And now there's a lot of dumb fucking people in this country, and I, I'm done being nice. Used to be like, there's this weird way of being where, like, you gotta respect the other side. Respect's done. Okay, like I'm done. They're idiots. They're fucking dummies. And the reason I'm doing this and the way I approach my my rhetorical uh, aim right now at this point, like, well, why are you so rude, Provo kid, about the other side? Because I was called like a, a super spreader. I don't know. I was called someone who might, you know what I mean? Think about that. Think about that psychology, a super spreader. So, um just in general, I'm just sick of fucking idiots. And as an, a self-identified idiot, it's not hard to say it, the word in it's, uh, of itself. It's like one of those few words that you can really just say. And as long as you admit that you don't know anything and you're kind of an idiot as well, there's no, there's no hold back. So I don't feel bad calling people dumb or idiots because as long as you are one, like it's fair game. Um, speaking of that, I was thinking about just insults in general and I was thinking how like you, you, like you'd think calling people, I mean, I don't even know how to really, I think you tear someone down personally by, uh, with, with, uh, intrinsic details towards their life. But generally speaking, when people swear at someone like, Hey, fuck you. Or, uh, Hey, you're a piece of shit. I actually find calling somebody a general softer term like a goof is way more impactful than calling someone like a fucking idiot. So, which is strange because I just call people idiots and stuff. So, I am now advocating for calling people who are dumber just softer terms. Like, you're such a goof, dude. Like, you really are a goof if you're like one of these people like carrying a banner talking about climate change you're just stupid you know what i mean you're stupid because you don't even know the six if you like if you're one of these stupid idiots in california uh you don't you probably can't even name six companies that are spraying silver iodide in your air trying to uh change the climate while you're telling me i'm changing the climate and blaming me or other people or other citizens when there's actual corporations that are charged with that responsibility of changing the climate now I want to see how much the climate changes when we stop changing it ourselves in the sense of like 
intentionally changing it. So I won't believe in climate change one fucking iota as far as it's propagandized until I see the planes stop spraying silver iodide, until I see them stop making systems called anti-hail, uh, anti-hail systems. That, yeah, anti-hail systems, these fucking uh, silver iodide missile launchers, okay? Um, until the government and other corporations and private entities stop controlling the weather, you know, I'm not really going to sign off on anything at all that plain, that put, puts any responsibility on the common people or any sort of individual for the faults of climate change or the supposed faults because it's all such bullshit. It is ultimately complete and utter bullshit. So uh, if you are someone out there who's like, oh, a big climate change person, and you even somehow found this and you think you want to talk to me about climate change, first of all, just know I think the biggest problem is pollution. So if you want to talk about pollution, 100%, I'm there with you all day. Are we polluting our oceans? Sure. Are we polluting our air? Sure. Are we polluting? Sure. Do we need to reduce pollution? Sure. But let's not talk about climate change like we fucking know what's going on, okay? I will tell you this, our pollution is affecting the oceans and it is damaging well water and things like that. But in general, you know, the fact that people talk about climate change and they, they even can fucking put responsibility on anybody without knowing the fact that there are six companies in California spraying silver iodide in the in the air and changing the weather. Now, you know what I mean? Like just the fact that the, the state in and of itself is invested in changing the weather now think about that. That turns into a business. Now how do you get more money to, to run that business? You say it ain't working. Maybe you tell the cloud seeders not to spray and it's a, dry, it's a drier weekend. And does anybody know if silver iodide is in fact, because they spray this shit all over the air, right? Where does it land? It lands in the trees, right? Does it, is it a fuel? Like if there's a fire, does it enhance the fire potential for a fire? Let's, I'd really like and here's the whole question about silver iodide. Is it good? Is it bad for you? The question isn't, is it good? Is it bad? It is bad for you. The question is, how bad is silver iodide for you? And you don't really know because, well, maybe you don't consume too much of the silver iodide through your food or your uh, water systems. But you know what? Maybe it's all over your fucking wild forest and it catches on fire and it ignites like a son of a bitch. And now you don't have a forest. So you know, what are the consequences of silver iodide? Maybe it's small levels to your health. Maybe you're a pregnant woman or you're a child and the, the actual impacts of a heavy silver iodide season is in, in, in fact quite harmful. So it's shocking to me that people want to talk about climate change and they don't even know that, like I said, we're shooting missiles from a system called anti-hail and you just Google this anti-hail system and it shoots fucking missiles right up into our sky and it rains silver iodide and we breathe it in. It lands in our, in our drinking water. It's just nutty, right? And uh, so what is climate change? I don't fucking know. We've been changing the climate forever, apparently. And it, we've been doing it intentionally uh, with our government. So here's my proposal going forward, kind of closing this conversation full so full circle. There should never, ever, ever be a tax on the people, carbon tax, anything like that, until we really say climate change is a natural occurring result that is ha – and it's so funny. Like how do you even do that? Like it's, I don't even want to create a proposal. How about this? I just want everybody to know our government – and private corporations are already altering our climate and they might be blaming us for them 
and their effects or, you know, the effects of their potential uh, attempts at changing the climate. Imagine if these motherfuckers just fucked up the climate for the past 40, 50 years and now they don't want any liability and we get the blame. You see how this works? Like maybe there's these corporations, maybe the state's fucking liable. Our fucking state is liable for how shitty the the, uh, air climate jet streams are because they've been spraying silver iodide and maybe the fact that uh, there's all these wildfires and all this other shits because all the silver iodide, it could be a bunch of things. But maybe the state's culpable. Maybe the state's responsible. But it's not the individual people, right? It's not people like me, you, or whatever, right, who's using a straw in their Starbucks. And that's pollution. I'm against that in some general regard. But that's not climate change. It's just pollution. And pollution's shitty. But you know, what are you going to do? I guess really my whole point is I just don't want to hear anything. And I was right about this climate change thing coming past four podcasts. Boom, you saw Yosemite light up like a fucking candlestick. And it's like, wow, well, they don't have rain. They're not, you know, they can't. Why? They got six companies, maybe seven in California, that are responsible for creating uh, or changing the weather. So you'd imagine that these fucking idiots could it like do something all six of them or maybe they are doing something and it benefits everybody if there's a crisis that's kind of my whole point how much money you know can they make so they can make a lot of money if it doesn't rain because they're in charge of making it rain do you get that oh, i hope everybody gets that like if they're if they're the ones that are in control of the weather pattern because they fucked it up so bad. They're the only ones who can make it rain. And then they like we got to pay a corporation through taxes to spray silver iodide in our clouds. That's so fucking stupid. Um, and most people are like, chemtrails aren't real. What are you talking about? Chemtrails. You're a conspiracy. You fucking idiots. These fucking idiots who don't know that co- the government has been manipulating the weather for years. And they're they'll, and then the base level, you have people with JDs, you could have people with uh, MDs, you could have people with high school diplomas, they're all fucking idiots, doesn't matter what job they did or didn't get, how much money they have in the bank account, if they don't understand the, com- the, the country is being sprayed with silver iodide and other chemicals as well to, to manipulate the weather. What are you doing? And it's not, it doesn't take too much, you don't need to watch a cons- crazy conspiracy video. Right, you just gotta know how to search two words: cloud seeding. Now, if you search chemtrails, it pulls up conspiracy theories, you know, debunkers and stuff like that. Because the truth is, in order to talk about these subjects, well, <laughs> you, you gotta talk about them correctly. Okay, you gotta sound, you know, you gotta be in the club, you know. Um, and the the way the I think the elite ultimately distinguish individuals from their club and uh, from like people in their club and people who aren't in their club is the ability to uh, communicate. And I think the higher up they go, I think, in fact, people like talk about the Illuminati. This is completely tangential. I don't know what the fuck I'm even saying, but I think, in fact, they speak Latin. You know, I don't even, you know, if they were in public, you're like, what the fuck language are they speaking? Like, oh, that's a quick, easy way to identify, I think, an Illuminati person is if you hear someone speaking a language, they could be an alien, too. But if you're like, I don't recognize that shit, um, keep an eye out. But uh, language is very important. So if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, the concept is cloud seeding. And if you want to know how many companies are cloud seeding in California or your state, just Google it. 
Um, recently in Nevada, they, they actually ha- haven't been cloud seeding. And you got to ask yourself why. Um, because they've been in a severe drought. So we've, and I've talked about this in my last podcast, so forgive me for being redundant. Um, but they've been in a severe drought. And only recently have they, they started cloud seeding over Lake Mead because they're fucking whatever. You know what I mean? Now they're going to solve the problem. Like if cloud seeding did work, Utah's been doing it from the 60s. So why didn't they look to uh, the state of Utah to see how that's working, right? Um, either way, you know, you can find out what your state's doing cloud seeding wise. It's a simple search. Um, maybe your state isn't, but I'd be surprised if, uh, I mean, there's, you'd think about this, man, how many, it makes sense. Utah does it. It's a desert. Um, and it's funny cause they talk about being in a drought here. It's like, well, duh, it's a fucking desert, dude. When isn't, there's these weird, I think because we've created, artificial realities in nature and that's what everything is right it's an artificial reality in nature like you you may live in a house but your house is in fact in nature which is you say it's outside but it's really inside there is no outside you know what i mean everything is inside the earth so uh that's just something to think about little homie overall i'm uh fascinated by the topic of climate change. And uh, I think generally most people would like to avoid topics like climate change or health topics associated with the the jab or, um, you know, there's these topics I think generally that create uh, an induced level of perhaps anxiety or, you know, Uh, fight or flight because people either have to fight the topic or defend the topic or run away from the topic but to me it seems like one of the most fun things to talk about but um a lot of people place their entire faith into the system so to do that to question their their uh their thoughts is to shake the their faith in their system so it's kind of a, a wild thing to think about where the, the country that we live in has been so, I guess, efficient at creating individuals dependent on believing in the system. And the reason they do that is because there's a lot of good reasons to believe in the system, right? There's a lot of good reasons to trust a cop. There's a lot of bad reasons to trust a cop. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, there's a lot of good reasons to trust a lawyer, to not trust a lawyer, uh, trust a doctor, not trust a doctor. You, A plumber, not trust a plumber, a mechanic not trust him think about it the list is infinite um a lot of good reasons for everything so man don't know where the fuck i was going with that tangent but uh this is the provocate podcast we're about halfway through always surprised uh that i can get this far um i didn't even mention this is the first podcast i've done since left logan uh real name sam dude uh awesome guy Makes excellent music. Uh, actually, wish I would. It's always like this. I wish I would have talked more with them, and I wish I had um, a longer time frame to uh, spend with people. Fucking dude, I hate flies. If there's one fucking creature I hate, it's a goddamn fly. And I, you know what I mean. You can like them, you can have respect for them, but to me, just. The most annoying, I mean, mosquitoes are up there, but the flies just like, get the fuck out of here, dude. 
you know, there's a quote. Uh, it's like, friends and fish smell after four days. Or get fr- like it, the, Essentially, like, after four days of being in your house, fish stinks, right? And guests stink. Essentially being, yeah, there's, you know, there's a limit to this. And so I don't mind a fly, and I swear to God, it doesn't bother me if he flies in my house and he flies right the fuck back out. But you stay in this uh, domicile of mine for longer than a day. Hell, for longer than, if I close the door and you're still in that domicile, oh, the gloves are off. And I know there's these people who don't kill bugs, man. It's like getting trendy to uh, be like, I don't know, above it. Um, but fuck that. You know what I mean? Fuck the flies. Fuck the spiders. Fuck, you know, a lot of these uh, creepy crawlers on, on the ground. And you can be all namaste and pick it up. And sometimes I do that. If it's the right bug, I pick it up. If it's the wrong bug, you know what I do? I, p- I pick a fucking ear. If I find an earwig in my house, domicile, I'll pick the sorry ass up, okay? I walk outside. I look for a spider web. Okay, I look for a well-made spiderweb, a homie who's been patrolling outside, living where they should be. Okay, doing what they should be. I find a nice spiderweb and I drop the earwig and boom, like, mm, and I watch him struggle and the spider comes out, <laughs> drags that earwig into the little spidey hole and it just makes me so happy, right? And I think that's called reinforcement, right? So I'm reinforcing the spiders for, uh, you know, setting up a security parameter outside of the house, which is where I want them. Okay? And I'm setting a standard for and an expectation. Like for any earwig, you see that? Don't come in. And um, that's really how I practice uh, my life when it comes to insects. So a lot of people aren't about that, but I absolutely am. Um, I will kill a bug on spot. Uh, no problems about it. And the thing is, I'm, I'm different. I'm not going to get chemicals. I'm kind of brutal. I'm... I'm medieval. I get medieval on these a- these bastards. I don't have the salt gun either. I'll get a fucking. Mm, I get me a broomstick, and if I see your ass flying around, swap, bam, smack. Uh, I get medieval. Like I'll come. I get medieval. I come up behind a fly with a fucking paper towel, and I end its suffering quickly. Unlike some people I know, I know uh, I know a group of young people who take off the wings of the fly and put a string around it and call it a pet. Now, ethically, I don't condone that. I kind I find that uh, type of behavior mm, parallel to owning a zoo. Now, I don't want to own a zoo. I want the only animal I have. I don't even like putting my dogs on a leash. You know what I mean? I don't even like putting my dogs on a leash because I don't have a leash. You know what I mean? I find that concept of a leash, ugh, and it's just disgusting. So uh, I really thought I was going to talk about something important this podcast, but that's clearly not the case. Um, shoot, what can I talk about though? Uh, it's interesting. I I think I kind of figured out the formula of the podcast. The formula is this. Whatever current, quote-unquote, emergency we're in, I'm against it, okay? I'm anti 
emergency. In fact, I'm Mr. Cool, Calm, and Collected. If they say it's an emergency and everybody starts running, I'm not running. I'm looking around. I'm paying attention. You know what? I might lie down. Play uh, possum, as they say. So, uh, you know what I mean? I'm just not in Istigid. He is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, good to have you here. I'm just talking about I'm I'm anti-emergency, right? And I'm not into whatever the next emergency is. Now, there there's going to be an emergency, and you're seeing this in California. The government, I don't know what it is. Governor might do something. President might do something. Um, completely anti-emergency. And I, I've, I've been thinking about it. I was like, when... What really qualifies as an emergency for me if I don't believe him? Like, think about uh, 9-11. We've been in an emergency state since then. That's 2001, dude. What the fuck? 2001? Dude, I feel old as fuck saying that. We, we're still in an emergency? Imagine if you lived in a place, and it's 2001, right? And an emergency happens. You know an emergency, right? They start ringing the bells. Bing, bing, or some shit like that, right? To let it, imagine, because that's how you let people know they're an emergency, right? You ring bells. But they, they stopped ringing the fucking bells for 20 years. What they did do is hyped up a propaganda system through false flags of terrorist shooters. Now, I feel really old. I was born in 2000. Hey, congratulations. Uh, I was in fifth grade. Uh, watching the Twin Towers, and I mean, we, in fifth grade, when the Twin Towers went down, that, the reason why people ask, I have so much animosity towards 9-11, uh, which is true, and uh, COVID is, those are the two things that indefinitely changed my life, right, so, whether you like it or not, the Patriot Act, and all the bullshit that therefore after, and the 20-year war, let me tell you something, the 90s would have kept fucking going if it wasn't for uh, 9-11, people don't get that, it's like uh, it was 1990. It was still the 90s when it was 2000. It was still the 90s when it was 2001. Now the thing that that really flipped the script on its head and changed the world as far as like America and like how everybody was and how everybody felt was 9/11. Now up until September 9/11, dude, I'm telling you, everybody was in a still that 90s mentality upbeat life is good you know what i mean wall stock uh wall street is fine i mean like everything is okay we even got a new president nobody fucking cares that uh the election might have been uh quote unquote rigged with al gore people forgot about it okay people forgot about the butterfly ballot issue in florida in 2001 those are minor detail issues that now today can be for completely forgotten um whether George Bush really won that election or not. And it and it can even be even more forgotten that everything was fine before then. And so the what happened after? Like, how did it change my life? Well, uh, basically, I couldn't wait at the airport gate anymore for my friends and family. That really fucking bothered me, okay? I started getting scanned all the fucking time at the airport. Like, people looked at me like I wasn't trustworthy. Here's another thing that happened, okay? All of a sudden, terrorists were bad. Okay, and that made no sense to me because it just didn't, the story didn't make sense. And here's a really important story that got memory hold 
Uh, a lot of people know about the Benghazi incident with Hillary Clinton and all that bullshit. Um, and, well, the, the actual highlight of that whole Benghazi incident, people don't know this, but I was in college. This had to be about 2010. No, 2011 maybe. 12. Whatever. I'm in college, okay? And all of a sudden, you, people like it's – I'm in – I'm in political science classes, right? Everybody cares about politics at this point. And oh, you hear about Benghazi? You hear about Benghazi? I'm like, yeah, of course I heard. And you know what the, the running headline was for why they attacked the, the embassy? Now, you have to be really fucking stupid to believe this headline, which is why they changed it. Uh, but the original headline was an attempt to uh, at least regulate uh, the the internet at first and the original headline for why the Benghazi, the Benghazi okay the Benghazi embassy attack occurred was because people were upset at a YouTube video now I'm in college and I'm thinking how did anybody find that that video because it's and they they showed the video and it was like a an English artist or whatever it was some type of art but obviously it was all a lie. They didn't attack an embassy because of a YouTube video. But the whole intent and purpose of creating that false narrative initially was to deflect blame and create a, you know, even, hey, this is a shitty situation. Can we capitalize it and regulate the Internet even farther or further? Fuck, bro. The, the, the fucking government is so goddamn dubious. So anyways, I digress. So 9-11 fucked up. For me, enjoying a lot of my youth because it just became like war, right? Like, oh, these terrorists. And then there were eventually these quote-unquote terrorist attacks if you believe that shit. If you really believe there were terrorist attacks, God bless your soul. I'm sure there might have been one, might have been two. But really, though, they weren't happening. And nobody wants to talk about all the things that are going on now that have never been happening before. And I'll tell you that, like, uh, man, this crazy world we live in. And a lot of people just can't really cop, I think, to what's what it is and what's happening because we're dependent upon the system, right? We've all become dependent upon this beast. And this fucking beast is so – I really – when you think about what this screen is. Now, I'm not talking about your TV. I'm not talking about your computer. I'm not talking about your cell phone. I'm talking about the fucking screen. They made a TV show after it called The Black Mirror. Now, what this fucking thing has done has changed everybody's life. And if you don't know who Stanley Kubrick is, now go, it's all right. He's a, he's a legend. You don't even need to watch all of his movies. Go back and watch the first uh, half hour, whatever, of 2001 Space Odyssey. In fact, fuck it. Don't even watch the movie. Go to YouTube. Do 2001 Space Odyssey. Do Monkeys and then do like Black Rectangle. I don't know, something like that, okay? And you'll you'll get it. Like so this black rectangle comes down, lands, and essentially what is the black rectangle, the black mirror, the black square? It's the screen, right? So this screen I think that we're working with now is actually very fucking old technology and um it, it's presented to us as new. Like look at this stuff, it's fucking new. It's new, right? Now, what if there was another way of making this screen in a way we didn't know how to make it? Like somebody took a path entirely different than the path we took, 
but it, it still makes a screen. And this screen is like what is in fairies, like mirror, mirror on the wall, the magical mirrors, right? We now have these magical mirrors. And I'm starting to think, man, these magical mirrors are also genies, right? And uh, there's there's this ethereal entity or entities that permeate the uh, entirety of the being or universe that we live in, right? And they desire deeply to inhabit or participate in the society we live in. Um, so they have us humans uh, construct vessels or vassals for them to inhabit. And mythologically speaking, these are called jinn in uh, the Middle East. So I, people are like, oh man, everything is so new. Well, like, is it though? Like, is but like nothing's new, as they say, nothing's new under the sun. Like, why are we pretending that the screen is new? Like, I don't know, man. Maybe we. I think we figured out electricity in the past. And if it wasn't electricity, imagine if you could like light, um, I don't know, a, a candle and it never went out. Right? Imagine something like that. And because there was perhaps some concoction or whatever, a magical recipe. And they have myths of this, right? The light that never runs out. And um, we have those too. And uh, it, it's fascinating that uh, the world we live in, I think, is so far from the reality that is uh, what we actually live in. And the reality is hard to see. I think that the reality of what we all live in is very difficult because most of the time you're being told what to think, in fact, by everybody. You are conditioned a thousand percent uh, by your family. No matter who they are, you're told, you're told, you're told what to think, you're told what to do, you're told where to go. You have no real fucking freedom in most of your life. And unfortunately for a lot of people, if you do have a lot of freedom when you're young, it's, it's, it's sad. But sometimes it's because you have no structure in your system. Um, so that's an interesting to even uh, rabbit hole to go down. Um, and that's very unfortunate for people because you do need structure and you do need some guidance and you do need to be told what to do in some sense. But people become reliant on it. Like uh, when you become reliant on being told what to do, you become reliant. Like, how do I feel? I don't know how to feel like t it's a difficult it's, you know, there's a time and place for it. Right. Uh, but eventually you just got to figure out this game yourself. And I really do believe that uh, people should come closer to the approximation that we are living in something close to a video game, something close to like you are inhabiting an avatar, right? Um, and you can do fascinating things, right? You do, you can do things you can't imagine with this avatar, but you're told that, you know, you got to go to school. Like, I mean, depending on what culture, what background, what data set you're, you're plopped into, uh, it's really hard to break the paradigm. But that's kind of the fun of a game. Like imagine playing any game. Right. And it was easy to do. It was easy to climb to the top. It was easy to uh, just fucking crush it. Like this game sucks. Gone. See ya. You know why people like uh, what's it called? That Eden ring. And why people like uh, uh, filthy souls or whatever. Because those games are fucking hard to play, apparently. And uh, Full Metal Gear Jacket, that game's really hard to play. Um, so think about this life. It's one of the hard. I think it is the hardest game to play because the reality is every action you take from the breath you take to the 
the things you consume has a consequence, right? A literal butterfly effect. Every breath you take has a butterfly effect. So I find it odd sometimes where in my own life, I found it, mm, I guess you could say more appealing to mold a character in a virtual reality than my own self. And it's fascinating. Like, uh, why didn't I, when I was younger, take more time uh, to do that. And I think for several reasons, uh, whatever they were, I had to learn about this new technology I was being thrusted into, which like the home console system, right? I was, I was one of the first youth to experience online gaming. You, and the commercials were so fucking lit. You had guys with headsets and controllers and like, I'm going down the hall, right B. And I'm just like, God damn, dude, does that look like a homie fest? Is it just rip-roaring over there? You sure fucking bet. It looks great, okay? It looks like a lot of fun, and I grow up with this propaganda because, you know what, uh, that's just what we had, good propaganda back in the 90s and early 2000s because, I don't know, man, things were different. So you watch these commercials, the Xbox Live commercials, and the guys are, like, talking to each other, and you're like, man, I got to get me that. And so I was one of the first people to, like, try playing online and unfortunately what it devolves into like if you know it's not as bad as it is i mean i haven't played too much online most of actually my my recent experience is playing online unfortunately nobody talks um but but when i used to play when i was young it was basically like go fuck yourself every other sentence so there wasn't actually a lot of uh genuine sincere team communication Except when you did, like, find a group of people, but they always took it too seriously. And at the end of the day, what were you, like, 13 or 14? Like, fuck it, dude. Uh, This game's not even that fun. And to get bitched at by, like, a bunch of older kids or guys about how to play it just sucked. So, uh, man, I spent a lot of time playing video games. Um, Absolutely. And for, you know, I learned a lot doing it, but... I fucking hate flies, dude. Jesus Christ. The fruit flies are the worst. Like, where do these bastards come from? I don't even have fruit down here. Um, but it's a it's a wild world we live in. And I spend a lot of time playing those games rather than, like, playing my own game of life. Like, trying to figure out what I could not even learn about other things, but learn about myself. Which is, I think, probably the most important thing uh, I overlooked probably the first 25 years of my life. I uh, was just like, who am I? And that, it really comes down to simple things like this. Who am I when I don't drink enough water? Who am I, uh, oh yeah, you got a good crew. And, uh, let me, let me close, let me comment on that. My, the funnest times I had, by the way, when I was gaming were, were when I was playing with my friends. Um, and, and unfortunately for me, all my friends stopped playing. So I became, uh, and they all do it. And then the console wars and then people split up consoles and it was just a different time period. But when I, when I was young, we had system link. So we would system link our, we go to someone's house and it'd be like four on four. So you have eight friends and it'd be kind of like different like that, man. And it's like you, uh, yeah, yeah, you got the, the group you were with. Um, but now, you know, I looked at that time, I, and I still do, I still play uh, occasionally video games, by the way, uh, Call of Duty when I can, uh, just to uh, just to relax. And I do think there's a, there's a value to playing video games, but unfortunately, 
uh, it's taken over a lot of people's lives and it's again not to the common person's fault but they have people with phd degrees that are designing these games to create high levels of repetition and interaction blah 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 so it's like am i it used to be like someone really loved video games right and computers and they made a video game and they shared it with you now it's like a guy in a suit who has a lot of money doesn't give a fuck about video games hires a team of people hires a group of psychologists and he says make a game that will make a six-year-old pull out their credit their mom's credit card to buy in-game tokens for skins and i want six-year-olds to play with uh 30 like you know i want six-year-olds to play with everybody i want this game to be for everyone so that's kind of how games i think are now where that's why people like where's all the good games um well they're designed by men in suits where i think when i was growing up and you still find games here and there that are like this for sure it's not you know they're not gone uh, but games were designed absolutely by people with like I'd just not pure intentions rather, but just like g- uh, general intentions, just to make a fun game and do what they wanted to do, rather than like uh, make as much profit from in-game purchases and stuff like that. Um, but long story short, uh, live in it of itself, you are a character. Hey, yeah, yeah. Clean the rental. Hey, congrats, yay. Um, dude, uh, hey. Uh, I can't wait to uh, make sure you get to, uh, I call it a dojo. And I'd like to hear your opinion since you're, you're one of these people. Do you call it a den? Are you going to set up a den, a dojo, or a man cave? Like, what's the proper terminology now that uh, you're moving into that sphere? Because everybody's got to have their own uh, room in the house. But either way, I'm proud for you. Uh, have a good time yeah yeah god bless you thank you for thank you for dropping by and that's a question i asked my other friend because he's got a he got a house and he he has an entire basement that he kind of turned into like his his domicile i just call everything a domicile and he's got like his weight room his uh his video games it's just like everything right like the old man cave my shop the shop is his big yeah Ah, this shop. Oh, I love it, dude. I, dude, it's my shop. I love that. That's tight. That's a good thing to say. My shop, dude. I just have. This is my studio. So this is uh, this is my cave, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> my shop sounds dope. This is my chop shop where I make uh, audio visual content. Big as the house. Damn. Fucking tight, my dude. I want a shop. My, uh, those are fun places. I, to be honest, uh, one of the things that's very interesting to me, dude, I, I took a woods class in high and junior high and I am fucking, and I got through the class. I made a, a nice little mini pool table, but I was so fucking scared, dude. Still kind of am of like blades, big machinery drills. Ah, and I think it's because right before you used to do that stuff, they'd, they'd show you all these educational videos of all these people getting fucking hurt. And so like every time, not every time, but before I'd go into the shop, I guess the first couple of times I went to the wood shop is what we would call it. I was like, fuck dude, there's that guy who got his foot crushed. The person got his hand drilled in. The guy's got his hand sawed off. Like at all these terrible images in my head. And so I was super scared to uh, really engage in some of the equipment. 
Uh, but that's cool. You got a shop, dude. And uh, for those who are listening on Spotify, iTunes, or just YouTube, if you don't know, the podcast is live, and you can tune in, chat with me uh, for a little bit while I'm still doing this uh, epic live podcasting streaming thing. Um, but overall, man, what a fun, fun time it's been. The podcast, we're almost approaching an hour, so that's great. Uh, went by quick, really does sometimes. I, there was a few things I thought I would get to and never do. Um, what was it, dude? Oh, this is big. This is big, folks. <laughs> Holy shit. I saved the best for last. All right. So, if a lot of people don't know, I, I have some controversial opinions about dinosaurs. I guess you could say. And I don't think they're exactly as real as they're presented to us, right? Even uh, if you don't know this, the Velociraptor is about the size of a turkey. The conventionally known Velociraptor is about the size of a turkey. However, right when Jurassic Park came out, uh, you, you wouldn't believe it, uh, but the raptor they they used had just been discovered in Utah, right? The Utah raptor, I think, is the, the model they had used. Uh, but I'm not sure. We're going to have to check the timeline on the, those discoveries about how how soon they discovered that because I think that's fishy. Um, either way, let me get to my point. Uh, there's a bold theory that Tyrannosaurus rex is three species. So essentially, now we all know I don't read the fucking article, okay? Uh, that's up to you, the reader. Uh, I think reading articles is bullshit. I already knew as soon as I saw the headline that, yep, that's right. Uh, even in their own community, they're having some problems with the historical resource that is a bit, I would, how do you call it, uh, misincentivized. So there's somebody who says that the T-Rex is three different dinosaurs. And now, well, that person who tried to bring down the famous T-Rex has been proven wrong. That bold theory has been debunked. But the point is this, folks. You have, and I didn't read the article, but you have intelligent paleontologists. People put their whole life into this bullshit. And they don't even believe it. They're they're telling they're looking at each other and saying, "Dude, are you fucking stupid?" And the other one's going, "No, are you fucking stupid?" And that does anybody not see the fucking problem there? And it's crazy because that is their number one dinosaur, and they don't even agree on it. And the other number one dinosaur, the the raptor, is the size of a turkey. Now I don't want to give it, get into the history of the Utah raptor. I'm sure it's real. Uh, I'm sure it's real. Uh, I've seen, I've seen fossils, as they say. Um, but either way, folks, uh, just a heads out, heads up. The there is a renegade paleontologist that is uh, trying to challenge the conventional uh, theory that the ty- Tyrannosaurus Rex is in fact the Tyrannosaurus Rex. So, uh, man, what can I say about that? Other than I said everything I wanted to say, where can I go from here? Uh, I guess I want to play a song. I'll play this song. 
So thank you all for listening. Uh, this is the Provo Kid. God, what a whirlwind of a podcast. Really, I mean, at the end of it, I'm like, what the fuck did I even talk about? Uh, nothing really. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it quite a bit. Um, this is going to be Lonely Heights uh, Deeper.
it's too long I'm still in love with you Take me deeper and deeper